welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. We are bringing you another new series starting with this episode. If you have listened to recent podcasts, you will have heard Cindy Ota and all the great thoughts and experiences she has shared. Since the well of her knowledge is never ending, I wanted her to have her own space so we can all continue learning. And when it is story time in Grapeseed, we all have to go to the corner. Welcome to Cindy's Corner, everyone. Cindy will be sharing with us things that she has lately found informative and inspirational in her work as a grapeseed coach, two of the main goals for the content of what I try to bring you every week. So welcome to your show, Cindy. Thank you, Adam. That was a fantastic intro for me. Well, um, I've set the, the bar of expectations very high for you now. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you have for us today on your on your very first episode? Okay. When, right when you talk to me about this, I was thinking about elements that are most important for teachers because recently during one of our talks, a uh, manager's talk for Grapeseed, uh, we were discussing different elements of so-called requirements we want from teachers or schools want from teachers they wish to hire, right? Along with some other elements, one topic that often came up is that a teacher should be a native speaker. I have been thinking about this a lot ever since, and today uh, I would like to talk a little about my thoughts on this issue. This is not the grapeseed official answer or anything, but my personal thoughts on what makes a teacher great. One of the uniqueness of being a coach here in Japan is that, as you well know, Adam, uh, we work with a very diverse group of teachers, right? I think I've personally worked with teachers from over 20 countries or nationalities, and Obviously, not all of them are native English speakers. They speak uh, differently. They all make their gestures differently and they react differently to situations. But it is also notable because they bring their culture with all of that into the classroom. And I recently heard on Jennifer Jenkins' podcast, I think it was called English as a Lingua Franca. As she mentioned how more than 70% of English users are non-native speakers. And I think we can all agree that English is a, you know, lingua franca, obviously, and it is the most common language or mode of communication that enables people to understand one another, regardless of their cultural and ethnical backgrounds. And for schools to focus on, quote-unquote, native speaker, and make that like one of the most important criteria seems almost outdated or maybe even unfit. So a non-native speaker may think you need to develop a near-native speaker accent, whatever accent that is, to have good pronunciation or be a real deal to be taken seriously here or as a grape C teacher, but that should never be the case. And it simply isn't true. I think an accent just represents who you are, where you come from, and sometimes even your culture, right? So there's this comedian I love called Trevor Noah. He said some time ago about accents in one of his stand-up comedies, he said, accent is not a measurement of intelligence. An accent is somebody speaking your language with the rules of theirs. So in that sense, being a non-native English speaker shouldn't or should never be an issue. I mean, I'm not promoting grammatical errors and we would for sure love like the non-native grade C teachers to teach the phonograms or the sounds of each alphabet in a way to avoid confusion for students. 
but all the great teachers share the same type of qualities. And I feel being a native speaker isn't even an issue. I would definitely agree with you. I, I've had that same experience going around to a lot of different schools and talking with the managers or the principals there and asking what they're mm. looking for in teachers. And sometimes their priority is, okay, we need to hire a native speaker. And yes. to them, that's a person who is a native speaker is automatically a better teacher than somebody who isn't a native speaker. And mm. in you've already said this basically in what you've said already, and I would agree with you. And that's not necessarily the case. There's, there's been a lot of times where I've seen non-native speakers teach much better than native speakers. There are just different strengths and weaknesses. So if you are a non-native speaker, maybe you don't use 100% perfect right. sentences of pronunciation all the time. But for example, both of our main experience is here in Japan. If you have a Japanese teacher teaching English to Japanese kids, that Japanese teacher has also had to go through the process of learning English. Yes. They will know where the pitfalls, where the difficulties that their students will have are. They can anticipate those better because they went through that themselves. Whereas yes. a native speaker, yeah, automatically you have good grammar, hopefully, and good pronunciation. <laughs> but a lot of times when a question comes up, why is something the way it is? Or how can you help a student understand the language besides just repeatedly telling them the correct form over and over again? Sometimes the native speaker doesn't have that same level of understanding and self-reflection to be able to support their students to get to that level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the same time, obviously, I'm not saying here that non-native, like native speakers, as you said, are not as good as non-native. That's not the case here either. And kind of going back to what you mentioned, Adam, I've also seen teachers that been living in Japan, like native speakers, or really anyone that's been living in Japan for some time, and then they try to acquire Japanese, they also understand the frustration. So that also helps too. So I totally agree with that one. When you've, you've yourself acquired the second language, you kind of know the frustration, the, the timing when you lose confidence, all those, you know, all those elements that's involved in acquiring a language, they kind of understand and they can, they can support students in that way. And Going back to what I was talking about, qualities of a great teacher, I think it includes skills in like communication, communication with their peers, with us as uh, with Grapesy coaches, knowing how to listen actively and accept others. That goes for again going for uh, goes for peers because I've also seen schools with like multi multicultural you know, teachers teaching together and they, they dress differently, they talk differently. And there's, you know, there's frustration and irritation, sometimes even conflicts, but learning to listen actively and then accepting others and knowing how to collaborate, share thoughts, share ideas, uh, adaptability, desire to get better and the passion of their love of learning, which I think comes from being self-aware and empathy things like that. And like, let's say this teacher isn't a native teacher and she does make minor errors. However, if she or he is open to feedback, willing to change and learn, willing to self-reflect and develops, then they will for sure get better each day, right? And if they are empathetic, always observant, uh, attentive to the student's need, 
helping them grow with patience. If you have a teacher like that, will you put native speaker on the checklist? I highly doubt it. So that is something I think students will also acquire apart from English by being with such teachers. Teachers then not only teach them English, but become role models in learning in itself, uh, like striving to get better each day. And that quality goes beyond English. It becomes who you are and your values. Absolutely. I think that's really the key that you mentioned there of the real quality that all teachers that are going to be really good grapeseed teachers possess is that ability to either self-reflect or be able to accept coaching and mm. just improve themselves that way. If you just treat it like if you're a native speaker, for example, and you might not understand where those pitfalls that your students might have are, treating that as kind of your weakness, or mm. if you're an, if you're a non-native speaker and, okay, sometimes my, my grammar isn't perfect, so I'm really going to listen to yeah. all of the songs and stories in this unit and make sure I have them down perfectly so I'm providing the best exposure to your kids. Yeah, Just identifying where your weaknesses are, whether you're a native speaker or not. And just treating it like, okay, maybe I'm bad at classroom management and I want to get better. So how can yes. I do that? Or maybe I'm having trouble memorizing the songs and stories. So I need to spend extra time compared to other teachers listening to them at home mm -hmm. and really memorizing them. If you just treat it as another thing, another area that you might be weak in that you need to get stronger at, then mm. everybody can overcome kind of their problem areas and be a really effective grapeseed teacher, no matter their nationality. Yeah, absolutely. I also know a great teacher who just recently, four or five schools had rejected recently because she wasn't a native speaker. And I mean, the schools didn't even meet up with her. They just saw her resume, I guess. And they, they were like, oh, we can't hire you here because we're looking for native speakers. And it was such a pity. I kept thinking to myself, if the schools only knew who she was and, you know, we don't get into a teacher hiring, so there's nothing we could do. But what she could have taught their students, they would all be fighting for her. So it was like, oh, come on, guys, you know. Uh, so can I share with you a teacher I just met last week? Absolutely. Go for it. Because uh, it was fascinating. Natasha, this teacher that I met, she's from Argentina. She started teaching grapeseed two months ago, and she said she's been around kids. She's been around her nephews, nieces, but she's never taught an organized group of children until she be began teaching grapeseed. We had this coaching session on the end of her second month. She did a video coaching with me the other day. And uh, what she did before our coaching session, she watched her own video. She wrote down what she did well, how she could do that even better. She also wrote down what she noticed and how she will do better next time. And she also had some ideas she wanted to try, but asked if she was missing anything because she wasn't really sure about this grip C scope and sequence. So she just wanted to make sure she wasn't doing anything that would uh, confuse the students, if that was okay to do. And it was a very productive coaching session. And the part that stood out to me was her, just her energy, energy of proactiveness, energy of positivity, where, you know, she, she said she had frustration first. She was worried if the students are going to like her, if she's going to be able to manage her students. But then she was sharing me these moments of proud moments where she felt like the students understood her, that the students did what she asked them to do. It was, and then her eyes were just, just glowing with uh, joy. And that was, that 
it was such a such a special moment for me to see that through grape seed, this teacher from Argentina is learning the joy of teaching, and through her, the students are experiencing this joy of learning, which which we all stand for. And the part that stood out to me most was when she shared how she utilized one of the action activities in the lesson plan and tweaked it a little bit and taught her class a traditional Argentinian uh, game. And I was thrilled because, again, her students will remember that when they were young, there was this fantastic English teacher from Argentina, and she taught them this traditional game using Greek seed. And I was thinking there are so many things like that, which where we can embrace, embrace and help understand. I guess I just was I was hoping to share that, you know, there are these great teachers out there. And so don't don't let this. Oh, are you a native speaker element? Narrow down your opportunities to be able to meet great teachers out there because there there are a lot. And I've worked in Russia. I've worked in Mongolia. The teachers working there are mainly, I think, local teachers. And that's also great because while this Argentinian teacher was able to teach the Japanese children here, her culture, I think the strengths of those local teachers is that they understand the local students really well because, I mean, they're, they have the same cultural background. They speak the same mother language. Another really great benefit of local teachers, like going back to the, the example yeah. for us, J Japanese teachers in Japan or Russian teachers in Russia, is that one, they tend to stay around longer because it's their home country. Oh, yes, um, for sure. And then there's also the, the benefit of meshing into the rest of the work culture really well. For example, kindergartens, it can be difficult sometimes for a native English speaker to come in be hired, but they don't speak the native language. Right. So the communication between for staff sure, members sure. and understanding workplace culture can be really difficult, whereas a local teacher just comes in already pre-built with that knowledge in hand, right? Like they already That's know, true. okay, how, so how, true. how Japanese yeah. office politics work or Russian politics work, thing like, things like that, where they just come in, they know what they need to do. They know how to kind of make communication go well with everybody and it just yes. makes the program more smooth. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And another, I guess, amazing factor that was uh, Natasha's manager, Frankie, who's also been on the podcast. Oh, you, Frankie, okay, there yeah. we go. Uh, also joined the coaching session. Frankie was just there to support. And so shout out to Frankie and Natasha both. And the attitude and the environment um, that Natasha was in to excel in what she already already rocks at, uh, that was amazing to see. So they, Frankie just texted me saying, hey, I know, you know, Natasha is going to be meeting you soon. Can I just, can I join? I was like, sure, why not? And Frankie also had watched the video and she was able to compliment on some certain areas, uh, makes, gives her some more suggestions, which was really relevant to uh, Natasha because Frankie understands. I mean, she understands the school's culture. She knows these students. And so she was able to give her really precise suggestions. And when uh, Natasha would talk about, you know, oh, I'm having trouble with this certain student, then Frankie was able to say, oh, in that case, you can do fill in the blank. And that environment, uh, I was thinking it's, it's not only going to help 
Natasha grow, it's going to, it's going to just help grape seed program in general to implement even better in situations like that. So when a coaching session like that happen, it makes me really, really happy for my, what I do for a living. And it's, it's very inspirational. It just really made my day. So yeah, that was my story I wanted to share about Natasha. Thank you for sharing. I think that last point, I want to highlight a little bit more about it because it just changing your thinking a little bit instead of having just your your school, for example, being just a collection of different teachers. If you sometimes think about your grapeseed program as that, as your right. grapeseed program, that you might have teachers coming in and out every year, but all of you are working together to add to the collective bank of information mm. or or just every year that students continue on with grapeseed, they've had maybe three or four teachers, sometimes five or six in some cases, that all of you are building on each other's knowledge and adding to the greater whole of your right. grapeseed program. So right. thinking about it that way can be a really good good thing to do as well as like, instead of just thinking, okay, I'm I'm just here for my job and my little piece is teaching this four-year-old class and then yeah. this five-year-old class next. It's like, no, well, I'm I'm going to prepare these kids and then hand them off to somebody next. And somebody's right. going to take that from there. And things that I learn, I can share with other people at my school. Yes. And they'll keep that even if I go. Or if yeah. I learn something from somebody and they go, then that knowledge continues to exist in the school, which is really yeah. a great way to think about it. Yes, it exists and it expands. And like you said, Adam, it's kind of up to the school each school and the teachers working there to kind of create that grape seed culture in their school. So like you said, if if the teachers all had that approach and attitude or outlook of their job as a teacher there, that becomes it. So if a new teacher joins, they'll be like, oh, I guess this is the culture. I guess I will see how I can add to that, contribute. And so, yeah, I really hope that all the teachers out there, uh, all the teachers that I've met, they have they all have great ideas. They have their uniqueness, which I really, really value. And I'm, Grapeseed is just a tool, but it's the teachers that makes it interesting. It's, a, it's the teachers that make it. Yes, it's the teachers that make just the language come to life for kids. It makes the characters yeah. jump off the page and it makes like the, the songs, not just fun things to listen to, but something right. that really connects with kids. But that's a great look at that. The first, first Cindy's corner. And I, I feel much more positive and uplifted already, everybody. I hope oh. you feel that same way as well. Thank you for joining us, Cindy. Thank you, Adam, for having me. We will have more of these in the future. So look forward to more appearances from Cindy. If you have any thoughts or comments or questions about this episode, send those into mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. Some kind of feedback for Cindy or something you want to yes. tell Cindy, I will. I promise I will pass it along to her. As always, everyone, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. goodbye I'm sad to say goodbye it was a good day but now I will say goodbye my friends goodbye goodbye everyone <laughs>